one. Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? We're back with another Sunday talk. Uh, Jose's not with us today. Uh, not like he's dead or anything. He's just not on this episode. Um, <laughs> I know. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, I said that. I was like, wait, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> so that's just us two today. So, uh, yeah, we'll just jump right into it. So, uh, yeah, first question uh, coming from our boy Court. Nets in four or five. What do you think, Liam? Well, I just think that. You know, it seems unstoppable. I think Kemba Walker's kind of useless in that series. We're going to jump into that in the next part, I mean, later in this episode. But I'm taking Nets in four. Yeah, Sam, I got them in four just because, yeah, I mean, they're not even going to get, you know, that close to a win if Kemba just keeps struggling. And, I mean, the Nets, like, still, like, don't even really have it, like, figured out yet. Just, like, you know, they're just, like, offensive, you know, prowess and, like, that's just the scary part. And, uh, yeah, just the Celtics, they just seem so unmotivated. And I think if I'm them, I would just focus on next season. Um, next question, again, coming from court. Can Dame carry the Blazers past the Nuggets? 100%. 100%. I don't even think it would really be that much of a like a carry, really, because I think, you know, they're all, like, coming together healthy finally. That's, you know, the one thing we always say with the, uh, the Blazers. Like, oh, as soon as they get healthy, they're going to be a really good squad. And I think they match up very well with the Nuggets. You know, two teams that are – very great offensively and don't play as much of defense, but what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Dame played very well this last game, um, you know, 34 points, 13 assists, uh, played super well, but also at the same time, like this Denver team just isn't, I think they're just missing Jamal Murray a little bit too much. I think, you know, Michael Porter Jr. Shot a great efficiency this last game, but you know, with, without Jamal Murray there, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think Ennis Cantor is going to be a thing in this series. It's going to be an X factor. You know, if he, is, he can't hold himself on defense, it's going to make a big thing. But Dame's very well could pull this off. But I think it's going to be a six or seven game series, if anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I, I think, yeah, it's not really like, you know, I think what the Nuggets are a seat higher. But it's not really – it wouldn't be a crazy upside. And these teams are very, like, you know, very well matched. And, yeah, you're right. They, they are missing Murray very bad. They're just missing that shot creation – just that extra offense, which I think, you know, Capazzo and Rivers are, are fine, but those are two guys that should definitely be, you know, your eighth or ninth man. Not <laughs> Austin Rivers is not a championship starting guard, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, next question. Um, what series do you guys think are going to seven? Oh. A lot of, a lot of good potential. There's a lot of really good series. Um, I'll just say I think the Mavericks and the Clippers are going to go seven. This is a good okay. series right now. I mean, just like we said, we'll talk about these games in a minute, but I'll just say that Mavs Clippers. Yeah, I have three. Um, easily, I can see the Bucks Heat, um, you know, going that way just because, it, you know, that first game was super close and, uh, you know, the main Heat players didn't even play that well. Um, Suns Lakers, too. Um, I think that's going to be a bloodbath. And, like, I think whoever comes out of that series, I think, um, should be the favorite to, you know, make it to the finals, honestly. And then the uh, the Hawks Knicks too. I think I I truly believe that should go seven too. Mm-hmm. Great game today, by the way. Great, a lot a lot of great games today, which we don't yeah. get into. And then uh, final <laughs> question from Chase: Is Tony Snell the greatest player ever? Yeah, I I had no idea this was true. He had a 50-50, a hundred season. That's really impressive. Like like honestly, like sure, like he didn't have a lot of volume, but to shoot that efficiently, like. 
it's going to keep him rolling in this league. I mean, honestly, he's been a meme because, like, he had that one game where he played, like, 30 minutes and he didn't do a single stat. <laughs> he had no stats. My man and, was like, just, like, running. He's just a bum, too. But, like, the shoot 50-50-100, like, you know, just shows that he's, like, improved his efficiency. And, A, this Hawks team needs something like that, especially, you know, right now come playoff time. <laughs> Yeah, and game it's not like, yeah, it's not like he plays like five minutes a game. Like he plays like I think he's like at like nineteen or twenty minutes a game. Like yeah, like you said, like decent decent volume. So yeah, pretty impressive. But uh, he's playing um, twenty one so, a game. Yeah, so that's twenty one minutes a Sorry. game. He had a fifty one uh fifty six point nine hundred season. He shot fifty five from three. Just not missing a free throw. I'm not sure how many free throw attempts he had, but just not missing a free throw is very impressive. Yeah, well, hold up. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Uh, free throws. Yeah, we should find that. How uh, many free throw attempts did Tony? Oh, he went 11 for 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That, not, not, as, not as impressive. But still, <laughs> you, when you look back, 30 years when our, you know, our kids and maybe grandkids are looking back, at his season, the goat. Like, damn, 50, 50, 100. The GOAT season. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so thanks for the questions. So we're just going to hop into all the games that we got so far. We got the playing tournament, and then we had all of the game ones. Uh, they just, just finished up. We just had the, the Jazz and the Grizzlies. So uh, we'll just start with the playing tournament. Our first game was the Hornets and the Pacers, uh, which I was really excited to see. You know, the Hornets who have been super fun all season, um, and they just, you know, Looked like they were inexperienced, which they are. I mean, they're super young, uh, not much playoff experience at all, and that's how it looks. So what, what were your big takeaways from this game? I think it's just next year for the Hornets. That's the main thing you got to look at. Um, but, you know, like some good production. We spent some guys towards the end of the season. We've seen Miles Bridges do very good this year. Um, obviously, Terry Rozier took a step, especially his efficiency. Uh, we posted that down below on our Instagram. Make sure to follow that. Uh, but, you know, Demontis Sabonis played a great game, but they just blew him out of the water this game. I think, you know, coming into it, we kind of should have expected that because the Pacers are a really underrated team to begin with. But, you know, just next year, Pacers, you guys should be a playoff team next season, no doubt. Yeah, I feel the same way. They're, they just have a coaching issue, I think, like, you know, because, I mean, I, it was like a couple weeks ago, like one of the coaches was like fighting with a player and stuff. Like they, they just need a coaching change desperately because they have like their roster is like probably top five, top six in the East for sure. Like they should oh. definitely be in the middle of the Eastern Conference standings. Um, it's, you know, just sad to see them kind of underperform this season. Um, but yeah, you're right. Sabonis 20 rebound game. Shout out Oshea, uh, O'Shea Brissett. I had oh, no idea who this guy 31, was. right? He, yeah, 23 points. Uh, I oh. think he was, like, the leading scorer for the Pacers. Um, and, he, yeah, he balled out. And, uh, yeah, LaMelo, sadly, he struggled. But, you know, I'm not worried about him. I mean, he's going to get better and better. He had a terrific rookie season. So, um, And then the next game was the Wizards and Celtics. Uh, Beal didn't look 100% to me. He's looking much healthier, um, especially today. But he just didn't look right in that game. Um, but, I don't know, what you, do you think about that game, Celtics? Uh, I mean, you know, yo, huge performance from Tatum. I mean, not the most efficient shooting, uh, below 50 from three and field goal, but still uh, 17 from 17 from free throw, 50 points, a uh, plus 25, plus minus. Uh, great game from them, but kind of surprising that, you know, I'd say that the Celtics pretty much handled the Wizards, and then the Wizards were able to really make a competitive game today with the Sixers, like almost beating the Sixers despite, you know, Tobias Hurts playing a very good game. But um, otherwise, I think 
I mean, these both teams are in the playoffs, so uh, best of luck to them. That's basically all I got to say. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. It's like, you know, they, they struggled, you know, pretty bad against the Celtics, but then they're holding their own against, you know, one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah, like you said, Tatum not efficient, but I don't – I think there's some games where, like, you – you can be inefficient and still like, all right, because, you know, your team, you know, needs all those points. I mean, Tatum, it's Tatum, Kemba, and then, you know, you're not really sure where else you're going to get your offense uh, from, you know, Fournier is supposed to be like that solid third option, but, you know, you just never know. I mean, uh, Tatum and Kemba were like the only players in double figures uh, besides Tristan Thompson. He had 12, um, but yeah, still props to Tatum. I mean, a 50 ball in a playoff game, there's only a handful of guys that have ever even done that. So, you know, props to Tatum and, you know, just Sean, you know, he's the superstar that we've all made him out to be since he's 19. So um, next game, Spurs, Grizzlies, um, really just strong, strong game, strong testament to the Spurs and like their defensive game plan, their coaching, because, you know, their main guys, I mean, DeRozan, DeRozan, Murray, Rudy Gay all had terrible shooting day. I mean, DeRozan five of 21, Murray, 4 of 17, Rudy Gay, 8 of 21. They all struggled really bad, but they were still able to keep it super close. And it's just a testament that, you know, even like a couple years ago when they traded Kawhi, we had them all counted out and they've still like just fought and they've always been around the playoff ring. So shout out to this first for that. But, but what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, shout out to uh, DeJounte Murray. Uh, had a triple-double out there. But, I mean, you just got to look at the numbers here. From the second quarter on, the Spurs won the game. The Grizzlies had a huge first quarter winning 38 to 19 and then Spurs beat them the second tied in the third and beat them in the fourth. So, I mean, you know, strong first quarter play by the Grizzlies. Obviously now they're in the playoffs, a huge upset win for them tonight. Obviously uh, some factors into that, some factors into that, but um, you know, the Spurs team, I think it's good that they lost because now they're the 10 seed. So they have a better chance getting a higher pick in the draft. And I think they just need that one more piece you know, hopefully don't go out there and get a guard, you know, wait later in the draft, try and go after a center. Hopefully, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy from uh, like Western Kentucky. I know he's like a second year, like sophomore. Oh, oh, center. I, hold on. I know exactly who you're talking about. He was like a really, really high rated prospect. Yeah. Um, hold on. I got to find this now. Uh, is it Bassey? Yeah, yeah. Charles Bassey. I think, yeah, 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 you know, go get someone like him. I know Jakob Pertl had a decent season, but at the same time, like, go out there and get a dominant big man with some potential out there because I think that's what they need on this team. They got plenty of, uh, you know, depth up front in the backcourt. You know, you had a good season from Lonnie Walker, obviously DeJounte Murray, you know, Derek White, tons of guys out there. But, they, you know, I think you can keep someone like DeRozan around still, but um, you'll go out there and get a center. But, you know, pops to a good season for them. Uh, despite the fact that they don't have that much talent on their roster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you said, I do like, um, you know, some of their young players, Lonnie Walker. I really like Keldon Johnson, but I think it's just really, you know, like I think it's kind of like the same problem the Hornets had before they got LaMelo. There's like a lot of solid young guys, but it's like which one of them is going to like step up and like be the guy or be the second guy. Like I'm just not really sure which one, which one of them it is. Um, But speaking of big man, uh, you know, obviously the Spurs desperately needed that because, Valanciunas went off. I mean, 23 and 23, 10 of 16 shooting. I mean, he, he really is like one of the most underrated big man. Like he, like he's been, like, he's been putting up like, like like double doubles, like all season. He's been a beast and he feasted on the Spurs and then uh, Brooks and uh, jaw. They also did their thing. They dropped 20 plus points. Um, They got the dub against the Spurs. 
Um, so then our next game, we had the the uh, Pacers and with, no, oh, wait, actually, no, Lakers, um, Warriors. It was Warriors and Lakers, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the next one. Warriors, Lakers, which lived up to the hype. I mean, we we're all like, it's Curry, LeBron. We all had so much hype and expectations for this game. And it, it came through for sure. So, so what do you think about that game? Honestly, I love the memes, you know, like the whole, like the Drake fake tweet line where there's like, like vision very like I'm Braun over Curry. Obviously love that. <laughs> and then all the fake like Instagram captions with LeBron hitting the game winner, but super good game overall. Uh, you know, one of the things I want to point out, especially, you know, Carson, you and I are both Warriors fans, like the play from Juan Descano. I love what I saw from him, but just, you know, the crucial moment you can see that he hasn't been out there. He's not experienced enough because there were just some crucial turnovers that he had that were just, just you know, got to me a little bit. But at the same time, love yeah. what we saw from Poole that game. Obviously, Curry's just going to continue to get defensive attention. Obviously, we saw it again in that Memphis game. But, um, you know, love to see that we were able to go against, you know, one of the best teams in the league and still hold their own when we're not even a fully healthy roster. We're still missing Oubre, and obviously we're missing Thompson. But, you know, great end of the game. LeBron just hit that circus shot and love to see it. Yeah, no, same. I think it's it's really important for our young guys, like, you know, JTA Pool, two guys I really love, like, just getting that experience because they know, like, those guys are going to be important parts of our team next year, like, coming off the bench. I mean, those are going to be the spark plugs coming off the bench when we have our, you know, our guys, Clay Oubre, come back. Um, so just good for them. You know, Pool really impressed me the last, you know, couple weeks of the season. Uh, you know, Curry came out and balled. He had 37 points. Wiggins, too, which I think, you know, he's, like, uh, I think next year he's going to be more of like the icing on the cake. Like if he has a good game, it's like solid, but we don't, we can't, we don't need to rely on him where this season it's like, we like really needed Wiggins. Like if we wanted to win like these games, like Wiggins had to come out and he played pretty solid 21 points, 10 of 18 shooting. And then uh, LeBron AD, like they did their thing. You know, they both got, you know, LeBron 22 point triple double AD 25 and 12, but just, just a dope game. And we got, you know, a classic LeBron moment, you know, hitting the, and then with the shot clock cheese. Um, so then our next game, uh, you know, to see who was the eighth seed in the East was the Pacers and Wizards. Uh, the Wizards just absolutely blew them out. They wanted it more. I mean, Beal, Westbrook, you know, you knew like they were going to come out and play super hard and ball out. Um, and that's exactly what it did. And Indiana just kind of you know, rolled over. But uh, yeah, what do you think about this game? I mean, I think it's exactly what the fans wanted to see. No one wants to see the Pacers and the Sixers go up in the first round, especially since, you know, the Pacers aren't even fully healthy. They're missing, you know, they're arguably their best scorer and Karis yeah. LeVert went down with an injury uh, towards the end of the season. Just a rough season for him overall, uh, you know, getting traded Westbrook and having that. Embiid is much more box office than Pacers, you know, Sabonis Embiid or the Pacers. Exactly. Champion. But a young guy that I think has been playing super well that really should be starting over Alex Len is, Daniel Gafford's been fantastic for this team. I think it was a late season oh, yeah. addition in that trade when um with the I think when they traded Daniel Thice over to the Celtics, it got mixed up in a three-team trade. Daniel Gafford came from the Bulls. You know, fantastic. Yeah. 15 and 3 this game, five blocks. Uh very talented. Yeah, he's a uh, block yeah. machine. And Len Young. Len does nothing out there. I'm sorry. Like Len was part of those uh terrible picks from that 20, what, 14 draft, something like that. The, one of the worst yep. drafts we've ever seen, besides Giannis. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, you know, this Pacers team, I think they got to trade Sabonis this offseason. I mean, I know he's a very good player for them, but I think they, they're going to be stuck in mediocrity. 
And if you don't go out there and make a big move for someone, you know, like kind of how like in, in the NFL where like the Bears went out there and got fields, if the Bears didn't get fields, they'd be stuck in mediocrity for so long. Like you got like teams like, you know, the Magic had been stuck in that until they traded Vucevic. Like even if it causes for you to tank, you got to trade someone and, you know, whether that be Sabonis or Miles Turner, they got to determine what they can get the most out of because I think someone like Sabonis or Turner can get immense value in a trade and be very good for a playoff team. So I think one of those guys got to go, you know, ride it with Brogdon, a very good, talented young guard. Um, ride it with Karis LeVert. I think he's going to be a star, you know, 22-plus per point per game scorer in this league. Uh, they have a lot of question marks to answer this offseason. But shout out to the Wizards. Uh, they're going to make it a tough series with the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see Sabonis go. I actually really like their team. I think, you know, Turner, Sabonis, Brogdon, LeVert, I think – you know, just finding like that, you know, I mean, Warren's okay, but just find like that, for, that elite forward or something would make them a, a really solid team. But then also it's like, you're right. Like, you know, do you really want to be stuck in mediocrity? It's either like you got to go out there and make a move to get someone like that. That's the missing piece. Or it's like, just give up your guys and just, you know, kind of, kind of tank basically. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, to train some bonus. Cause I, I feel like if they trade some us, they should, you know, definitely like look for someone that is you know, probably like 75 to 80% of Sabonis. I still get you a solid player in return. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Sabonis, we would love to have you on the Warriors. That would be fantastic. I think you'd be a great fit if, like, the Blazers, they did like a three team trade, like, sent Nurkic somewhere and give them Sabonis. Honestly, the storyline would be fantastic, but give them a healthy big man because, like, Nurkic is never out there. And I feel like, you know, bring him back. The narrative would be awesome playing for his father's uh, old team. Uh, I think yeah, he's a big man that I, would I love that would make a huge impact on a team like the Blazers, who are just you know like if they had like basically two all stars and a fringe all star out there with McCollum, because uh, McCollum's been the scapegoat for this team the last couple of years. I feel like I think that'd be a fantastic move. Yeah, definitely, and I think yeah, I'm not sure if um, that deal would get done without McCollum going in there, but that that would be awesome because I think it, you know Nurkic, it's like. We've been playing this game with Nurkic for, you know, the last, like, two, three seasons. It's like, oh, as soon as he gets healthy, he's, like, the missing piece. And it's, like, it's a problem. He's just never he's just never healthy. And, uh, you know, it's, like, sad to see. But, um, yeah, that would, that would be dope for sure. I mean, especially if they could keep CJ, too. Like, those two, Sabonis, it'd be scary, bro. And it's just because that would be a great move to just, you know, capitalize on Dame Willard's prime, you know, while he's still in it. So, Exactly. Um, yeah. So then moving on, our uh, our last game to determine the eighth seed of the West it was the Warriors and Grizzlies. Another crazy, crazy game from the Warriors and Steph Curry as well, who went off uh, for 39 points of his own. But I think the storyline was, you know, John Morant's, you know, just showing flashes of the superstar that I think we all, uh, you know, feel like he's going to become. I mean, he's already, you know, on the path, but just balled out i mean 35 points uh six rebounds six assists with four steals um and then he proved everybody wrong with the three-point shooting because that's been like a real thing like people would just sag off him kind of like you know they've been doing with westbrook the last couple years um but he you know hit five of ten threes and balled out so you know i don't know how'd you feel about this game uh this game hurt me i mean it's funny i, I almost quit job Almost put John Moran on the most overrated point guard because I think he didn't have that good of a season. You know, he shot no. like 26% from three for a guard that's horrendous, didn't really increase in points per game, and he's still this guy that everyone, you know, has all this hype for. But, you know, at the same time, he just proved us all wrong. 
went out there, beat a very hot Warriors team, and then, you know, they just won tonight, which is even crazier. And Jaw proved us by shooting five for 10 from three, which is something that is out of his, you know, game right now. Uh, another yeah. guy that did, did fantastic, Kyle Anderson. What the hell? He's like the slowest dude in the league that plays a wing position. He's out here, 10 points, six rebounds. I mean, sorry, 10 rebounds, six assists, nine points. A fantastic all-around game from him and very good defending Steph Curry. Him and Dylan Brooks did a fantastic job. You know, not having Steph had the most efficient night. But otherwise, I mean, Draymond Green did a fantastic job playing this game. Uh, Besides missing that key float at the end. Uh, That was so sad. Wiggins, uh, not the prettiest of games from him. But cool, fantastic. I think he's going to be, you know, a guy, Carson, you've mentioned, he's going to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate next year. He's a fantastic scorer. Not even the first guy we picked in that draft, which is just crazy, uh, came from the second yeah. round for us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, Golden State, not the greatest seasons for us to finish out with. But, hey, that Timberwolves pick falls out of the top three. We have potential for two lottery picks in this year's yep. draft. Yeah, I mean, with, you know, yeah, that Minnesota pick, I think Wiseman uh, still should be treated as a very solid asset. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, you know, completely panicking on Wiseman. I think it's just, you know, I feel like they should have just let him play. I think they were very conservative with him because they felt like, you know, they were kind of in a win now mode and they didn't just let him play and make his mistakes. But I think, uh, I think that's going to change if they keep him or, you know, pa- I, th- I feel Pat. like, yeah, package, you know, uh, Wiseman and then those picks, um, you know, for another star, you know, potentially because next season is, you know, huge. I mean, the war, like literally Clay Curry, they've both been hyping it up. Like, Oh, like, you know, wait till next year, blah, blah. So, that's a move that could be done to really like solidify and get a guy like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, John, like you said, not the best of seasons, but I, he still just has had so many flashes during the season. That it's like, man, like once he like fully puts it together with the consistency, it's going to be scary. And I mean, he did that. I mean, he showed it, you know, in this game went crazy. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a playing tournament, which uh, I know I, I really like, and I really enjoyed, but you're it turned on out the well. spectrum. It, it turned, turned out well. Yeah, it turned out well. Um, for I can't sure. Be the, uh, the Western Conference games were were much better for sure. But uh, yeah, we'll get into the game ones. Uh, started off with a banger. Started off with a, you know, as we all wanted, just like the playoff atmosphere was there. It's so nice having the fans back in the first game of the playoffs. You know, start off insane. We had the the Heat and the Bucks. You know, rematch of a uh, you know, pretty crazy. Uh, you know, surprise. Uh, maybe not a surprise to some, but you know, surprise. Uh, last year in the bubble with the Heat being the number one seed Bucks, but this game was amazing. The Bucks won 109 to 107. Uh, Middleton game winner, fade away, looking crazy. Um, so yeah, what, what? How'd you feel about this game? What stood out? So I didn't get to watch. I was at work, but I'm literally sitting there uh, over by the pool where my job is, and I just see all these old guys in the bar. They're all screaming. They're like, yeah. And I asked one of my coworkers, like, oh, what happened? Like, oh, Middleton just hit a game winner. I'm like, wow. Because I saw the game was close. I saw that it went to OT. But, you know, great from him. Because I saw this NBA post. This guy was, like, going crazy because he predicted it almost. He's like, like, he's going to be the guy at the ball at the end of the game. Because, like, Giannis is not a guy that you want to give the ball to because he can't shoot from – he's not a three-level scorer like Middleton is. But, you know, for Middleton to hit that shot, you know, extremely clutch of him. We're going to need to see more play like this from him. 27 points, six rebounds, six assists. But like you said, like, 
this wasn't a Miami te- te- Heat team that was firing on all cylinders. You know, Duncan yeah. Robinson was their leading scorer, and that's really not what they see a lot out of. I mean, solid production. Tragic had a really good game, too. I think he had, like, 25 off the bench. Exactly. He had five threes, but, you know, Duncan, seven threes, great for him. But, you know, Bam Adebayo had less than 10 points. Kendrick Nunn didn't have that good of a game, who's been a very solid scorer for them this year. Obviously, yeah, uh, Tyler, uh, no longer hero, uh, two for 10 for him. And then Jimmy Butler, kind of a pedestrian game for him. But I expect them to win this next game, you know, make it a 1-1 series. And this is probably, yeah, I could see this going to seven easily or six. Could be one of the two. But, you know, fantastic from Brooke Lopez shutting me up after he saw, I mean, my take on him. But, uh, hey, <laughs> I mean, still not the greatest shooting from threes, even though they call him Splash Mountain. But fantastic. Uh, we just need to see Giannis and Chris Milton continue to pull it through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they need to keep putting up those uh, those star numbers. Um, you know, yeah, just the fact that the Heat, you know, kept it this close. They forced OT with, you know, Jimmy and Bam struggling, like, really bad shooting. Um, you know, just a testament to their toughness. And, you know, of course, you know, Jimmy had a terrible game, but then he's able to, you know, clutch up and send OT. Uh, Drew Holiday really impressed me as well. He had 20 points. And it's really just the third option that they've been missing the last couple years because, you know, they, you know, they thought it was going to be Brogdon or, and then, you know, they didn't sign him. Then, they, you know, they thought it was going to be Bledsoe, but, you know, he was never the, the third option that they truly wanted. And he, you know, Drew is really, I feel like the missing piece for his team. He had a, you know, great game, uh, you know, led the, led the game plus minus, he was plus 10 um, and, you know, just plays elite defense. And uh, yeah, I also expect the heat to bounce back in game two, because there's no way that Jimmy and Bam are going to shoot that poorly again. Um, so yeah, I definitely expect them to tie it up. Uh, as well this series is going to be one of my favorites for sure um and the next game Mavericks Clippers uh rematch again of yeah we have a lot of uh, a lot of rematches from last year a couple years ago um Mavericks won 113 uh against Clippers 103 uh the Clippers were like one of the best three-point shooting teams of the season especially like the last couple months but they shot really poorly they shot only 27.5 percent um, and then, you know, despite 13 turnovers, you know, that the Mavericks uh, forced or not forced, but they, you know, uh, gave up turnovers of their own. They were able to capitalize on the Clippers turnovers. They had 17 points off turnovers and the Clippers only had five off of, you know, Mavericks 13 turnovers. And it's just Luca, you know, doing Luca. And that's he's this is what he's going to have to do for them to win the series, um, you know, against a very talented Clippers team. So, you yeah, feeling? I mean. Who doesn't want to see this team win? No, no one, unless you're a Clippers fan, likes the Clippers. I mean, which there's there's not many out there. I mean, they're, they're the Chargers of the of the NBA. It's pretty simple. It, it literally yeah. makes sense because they're in the same city. But despite the uh-huh. fact, I mean, Luka Doncic just doing Luka stuff. You know, 31, 11, and ten. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith had a good scoring game. I think we need to see Kristaps step it up. Fourteen and four. You know, having four rebounds which is always his criticism, I think it's rightfully so, having only four rebounds and being the tallest guy out there by probably at least four inches unless um, – because I know – what's his name? Uh, Zubak. When, when Abak is out there, Abak is tiny, and then Zubak I think is maybe 6'11", 7 foot. Mm-hmm. But still, <laughs> fuck you, Marcus Morris. I don't like you. Uh, thank God you played like shit. When you, when you hit Luka last year, that playoffs, that pissed me off, but – Otherwise, love what I saw from Jalen Brunson. He's a he's one of the best backup point guards in the league. He's easily top three in terms of backup point guards. But um, I think this is going to be 
a six-game series. I can't see it going to seven, but my pick's the Mavericks to make it out at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, Luka took over. And, you know, for them to, you know, beat the Clippers this series, they're going to need at least one or two guys, uh, you know, role guys, step up. Uh, can't just be all Luka. And that's exactly what happened today. I mean, you mentioned Brunson. Uh, Finney Smith and Hardaway both had really good games as well. They had 18 and 21 points, respectively. Um, and, I mean, the Clippers, you know, uh, Kawhi and PG, they, you know, they played all right, but it, they're just so annoying. It's just so, like, they are, like, the villains because, you know, uh, who what Kawhi dunked on them, and they're all looking at Kleber just, like, so, like, so disgusting. And then it's, like, then they ducked, like, they literally tanked, like, the last couple games just to avoid the Lakers, and, you know, they ended up playing the Mavericks, and then they, you know, lose game one. It's just, like, that. that's karma, bro. Like, that, that's what you get for ducking smoke against the Lakers. Um, and I feel like, you know, teams that do that, they want to, you know, tank or, like, try and, you know, fix their spot in the rankings. It usually never works out because it, it's just karma, bro. It's, like, it's never really going to work out the way you want it to, so – yeah, well, I think we're all going for the Mavericks. I want to see Luca get it done. Um, will he? Uh, we'll see. Um, but I definitely need a bounce back from the Clippers for sure if that's going to happen. Because if they go down 2-0, I mean, just the Clippers morale. I, I just don't. I just don't really see the like the Clippers are the last team I'd expect to you know, come together and you know survive. You know, a 2-0 deficit. Oh, so this game too super super important. Um. And then our next game, uh, you know, we already talked about it, uh, kind of this series, uh, Nets-Boston, 93, which I'm surprised Boston was even, like, in this game for the most part, uh, as Kemba, uh, you know, shot so poorly. But, um, yeah, what were your takeaways from this game? I mean, first of all, Robert Williams, a fantastic game. Uh, how many blocks did he have? Nine, yeah, nine blocks off the bench. Almost had a triple-double with blocks in the playoffs. Uh, great to see from him. Tatum is just doing all he can. I mean, you know, Marcus Smart was a solid contributor to this game as well. Uh, I think going at the end of the first half, he was the lean scorer, I think. But this Nets team is just disgusting. First of all, why'd they start Blake Griffin? Like, he's useless. Like, they should have started Claxton. And Claxton makes a huge difference for them defensively. He's, he's probably one of the more underrated bench players in the league that no one really talks about. But, like, I saw some stat that they're a top, like, 10 defensive team when he's on the court. And when they're not, they're the worst defensive team in, like, league history. So, great yeah. to see, uh, you know, he needs to be out there more for them. But, I mean, you know, just solid play. James Harden had an all-around game. Uh, Kyrie was uh, balling out there in KD. Usually what we see is, like, Harden takes the back seat and lets Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant get their own, and then he'll just, you know, score at will getting to the free throw line like he does. But, uh, really, no choice. Like we talked talked about earlier, no chance for these Celtics. If Jalen Brown was out there, it's a whole different series because they got another guy that can guard one of the perimeter stars. But mm-hmm. like we've mentioned in previous episodes, they should have gotten a big man because if they had a big man, they'd have the ex- they'd have like a thing above them in this series because they really Tatum just matches up with Kyrie. Walker doesn't even nearly match up the um, you know Harden or Ky- uh, or. Uh, Hard, I mean, Harden or Kyrie. And then, um, I mean, yeah, they don't have – if they had, like, a dominant big man, he could be the reason for them to win this series. But, like, there's no X factor for them, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, like, you know, the Nets kind of Achilles heels is their defense and more specifically, like, their interior defense because they just don't have, uh, you know, the big man to stop anyone. And the Celtics are kind of the same way. 
Um, that's why I'm so interested, you know, because the Nets, you know, they're either going to play the Heat or, uh, you know, potentially the Bucks. You know, they got Bam, they got Giannis, you know, two guys that I think would absolutely dominate against the Nets. Um, but still the Nets, I mean, it's still just scary. I mean, they only shot 23.5% from three. Um, but just there's so many there's so many stretches of the game where it's like, you know, there's so many threats out there that it's like they can literally get like any shot they want. They're all, you know, really great playmakers and passers. Um, and it, it's still just scary because it still looks like, you know, how I felt watching them, especially like in the last few minutes of the game, it's just like constant passing. There's a lot, a lot of, you know, everyone's being kind of passive, uh, but, you know, no one's, you know, actually like stepping up to be the closer. Um, and they just look rusty with their experience because, I mean, they've only played a handful of games together. But I think, you know, this is going to be a great kind of feel-out series for them. And then I think, you know, by the time they're out of this, you know, I think they should be, you know, the full Nets power. And I think that the team that we've all been expecting, you know, once they get to the second round. Definitely. And the next game, the final game of uh, the first night of the playoffs was the Blazers-Denver series, uh, which is going to be, uh, you know, like, like we already said, it's going to be, you know, Two, two superstars going at it. Uh, Blazers won 123 to 109. Uh, you know, the Joker, he dropped 34 and 16. Uh, he only had one assist, though, which was really, really weird, very uncharacteristic. Um, but, you know, again, still dominated uh, offensively. And then Dame, you know, did his thing. He dropped 34. It was dope to see Melo. Uh, you know, he had yeah. 18 on the bench. They're booing him, uh, which, I mean, is understandable. He did you know, force his way out, but he's, like, one of the greatest Nuggets ever. Um, so, yeah, good, solid win for the Blazers starting off the series right. Um, what's look at, what stood out to you the most? Michael Porter Jr., you know, might be my new favorite player in the NBA. Shot very bad from three, one for ten. I mean, otherwise – He was perfect from, from yeah, two. Exactly. So, which made kind of no sense to me. Uh, he's got to step up because, really, who can guard him on that team? No one. No one. No one. Robert Covington, maybe a couple years ago, but not anymore. Like, I think it's got to be. Michael Porter's Porter. evolved. Like, he's gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, the, no one on the Blazers can yeah. do anything with him. He's going to be the reason why they why they have a chance to win this series. But you know, Capazzo in Austin Rivers, you're not going to win another playoff series with those guys at your guards. I mean. Especially when you're going up one of the best backcourts in the league. Like, you're going up against CJ and Dame. It's like – But, like, I understand, like, you can start, like, a worse guard and have your bench guard play more minutes. But why did Monte Morris have less minutes than Austin Rivers? Austin Rivers had 33 and uh, Monte Morris had 22. Monte Morris is a fantastic guard, and I don't know why he didn't play. Even Very Marcus Howard. Guard. I would take Marcus Howard over him, too. So, really kind of made no sense to me. Uh, cause I mean, they don't, they don't have much guard depth otherwise. So you played your best guards out there or, you know, just let someone else handle the ball. I mean, obviously it wasn't Jokic cause from what I saw, Capazzo was the guy ha- handling the ball most of the game, but you know, great game from Dame, obviously, um, super good passing, obviously dis- distributing the ball. And then yeah, it, Carmelo was just knocking down shot after shot in the beginning of the game and then began to cool down. But, um, it's going to be an interesting series with this one, I think. We're gonna see a buzzer beater from one side. I think it's one of the one of the star players is gonna hit one in this series. I think it's gonna come down. I think game two is gonna be a lot closer game. I don't know who will win it, but it'll definitely be a closer game. But we just need to see Michael Porter Jr. step up because Jokic did all he could besides you know passing the ball, which is weird. But like you mentioned, but 
Michael Porter, step up and don't play Austin Rivers 33 minutes in a playoff game. Yeah, well, I think uh, the person that needs to step up more than Michael Porter Jr. Because I mean, still, I mean, like like you said, one attempt for threes, you know, that's pretty bad. But you know, still, you know, dropping 25 points. Aaron Gordon needs to step up. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, as soon as they got him, <clears throat> I mean, they had Murray, but you know, once they got him, they went, you know, 9-0, 10-0, or something. Um, he's you know became a, a really really solid uh, you know piece, a really great fourth option, and now you know he's kind of moved into the third option. Um, and he just needs to step up, uh, really, if they're if they're going to survive this series. So, um, and then so next game we had we have the Sixers Wizards, um, a lot closer than I think we all expected. But I mean the Wizards they got they got two stars, so I I, I think uh, you know that's you know that's what's going to keep them in, um, and they both played pretty solid. But yeah, Sixers end up getting it done, um, and yeah this this was a this was a pretty solid game too, despite you know not being you know. Crazy, crazy close, um, like the other games I'll get into. But, yeah, but let's start to you in this game. Not the greatest game from Ben Simmons. I mean, he does his job on defense, but not good from offense when, he, you know, he has a huge height advantage over the guys he's going against no matter what, like, who he's going at because, you know, Westbrook isn't, like, that great of a defender. But at the same time, I mean, he should be able to bully Westbrook and get to the paint with ease, and they don't really have an inside presence to stop him. Uh Great game from Tobias Harris. Very, you know, he, he was on our Instagram post about the underrated players. Super underrated because he's the third star and he's bounced around the league for a while. You know, started in Milwaukee, went to Orlando, went to the uh, Clippers. Oh, no, no. He went to the Pistons, went to the Clippers, and then now he's on the uh, Sixers. But also loved uh, Matisse Thibel, played a great game out there defensively. Uh, two steals, two blocks. But – you know, if they want to have a chance, the Wizards, it's got to go through Beal and Westbrook, and there's no other options. Hachimura did play well. He was very efficient with his game, but I just don't see it happening. I think the Sixers team's too talented. And then basically they can just drape everyone over uh, Beal and then just let Westbrook shoot because he's not a threat. And this game should be yeah. over in five. I think they'll win one game. You know, the Westbrook will have some, like, 40-point triple-double and break a playoff record and then – they're out. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah, they, they need to start driving Beal because, I mean, they, they couldn't guard him a day. I mean, he had a really good game, efficient, you know, 30-point game. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Tobias Harris, insane. I mean, 28 points in the first I, – I wasn't able to watch the first half, but I saw him, like, 28 points, like, first half. Like, what the hell? And, I mean, you know, they don't need, you know, all of that from him, but they're going to need him to have, you know, these 20 to 30-point games, you know, pretty consistently, honestly, especially when – you're not you're getting six points from Ben Simmons and it's just so sad I'm a Ben Simmons truther I mean he did have 15 rebounds and 15 assists plays great defense he has everything in his game except you know that you know that offensive game which is you know most important part probably um six points you know he's bigger than uh all their guards on the Wizards and you know he should be able to you know dominate against guys like you know Robin Lopez Gaffer should be able to get buckets on them too just sad to see, and, you know, he, he needs to step it up for the offensive end for sure. Um, but, you know, Harris went off, and B, they couldn't do anything with him. I mean, I saw him evade a triple team and still, you know, fade away. He scored, like, three straight baskets in closing time. He had a great game. Um, and, yeah, you know, just need more from Ben because, you know, this is okay now because you're, you know, you're playing the eight seed, you're the heavy favorites. But six points is not going to get it done against, like, the Nets, the Bucks. It's just not, you know, you, you're going to need, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't be scoring at least like 
15 points. Especially if he's shooting 33% from the field. Like, if he was, like, not taking a single shot and he was making his impact elsewhere like he does, that's different. But if you're missed, like, you're wasting those nine shots, like, that's not going to get it done. And he gets exposed in the playoffs. That's what we've seen so far. But he's a different player this year from what we've seen in the way that he's made this impact. You know, he's not the LeBron that he was drafted and expected to be. He's more this, like, defensive just like he's basically a better version of Draymond, a more athletic, better version of Draymond Green that can't shoot. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, at least you know Draymond, like prime Draymond, was still not a great shooter, but he still knocks them down every now and then. He hit some pretty clutch 30 shots. Some, you know, Thirty something percent. Yeah. Yeah, not exactly. Anymore. But Ben, it's just like non-exists. I mean, he doesn't even shoot him. And, you know, Harris, I mean, this is a great sign because, you know, him putting up a 20 point, I think he ended up with like 38. They need that because they he really is their their second option, their second scorer, because Ben, you just never know what you're going to get from him offensively. And Harris, you know, needs to keep, uh, you know, keep up this pace. You know, man, he's not going to do 28 points every half, but he, they still need him. Uh, to, you know, play very, very solid and get, you know, be that elite second option, which, you know, we'll see because he, he, he's never proven it. He's never done it yet. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, the next game, Suns-Lakers. Uh, this was an incredible game. I mean, from the jump, I mean, the first quarter was incredible. They just constantly going at it. Um, and the Suns, you know, did not look phased. I mean, they did not look scared of the Lakers, which I think just <laughs> – it sucks. You know, they had a great, such a great season. And then, they, you know, the first round, they end up with the defending champs, which, you know, still, I mean, obviously they're, you know, haven't been healthy, but it's still, you know, you're going up against LeBron and AD and it's just not terrible consolation prize for getting the second seed, but they balled out. Um, I mean, they played a really great game. So yeah. What, what's that to you the most? Why to make, why, why to make it such a great game for the Suns? I would tell you, you smoking a fat pack. If you said eight, Anthony Davis got outplayed by DeAndre Ayton this game. And Ayton was a monster. He, did. he was, no, the, yeah. he's the X factor for this series. Like there's no lie about that because he's, you know, honestly, he's going to get judged for because he's probably like the third best player from that draft. And he was taken number one <laughs> overall by a generational talent and Luka Doncic. But, you know, it would make no sense if some guy like Luka was on this team, you know, to begin with. Honestly, Chris Paul, we all got scared because he was out of the game for like, I think a less than a quarter or something like that, but went down with like a shoulder contusion, I think was what he got diagnosed with. But, you know, mm-hmm. great game from Booker scoring-wise. I don't like six turnovers. That's a little bit too much for me, but seven rebounds, eight assists, great overall. Uh, Mikael Bridges, fantastic job on the defensive end. But, you know, not impressive at all from these Lakers. I mean, AD, 13 no. points. Uh, LeBron, five turnovers, 18, 10, and seven. Uh, Drummond, you know, eh. Schroeder, he, eh. Drummond looks – he is an offensive liability. And, and Mark, Mark Gasol was literally trending on Twitter because every – you know, Lakers Twitter is massive. And everyone's just like, you know, we need to start Gasol because I think that lineup with, like, you know, Gasol instead of Drummond um, is, like, one of the best lineups in the NBA in terms of, like, advanced metrics. And he's been there before. I mean, it's Gasol. Yeah, he might – not get as many rebounds or whatnot, but, you know, he has that playoff experience. Drummond doesn't. He's been, you know, getting empty stats and been on losing teams his whole career. He hasn't been here. And I think that it should be a real change um, because they need that playoff experience. And the Lakers, they need more urgency. They just didn't seem engaged at all. And they're the only team I trust that can turn it on and off, like, whenever. 
but like if they need to turn it on and keep it on because they cannot keep playing without this urgency because they like the Suns came to play. They are serious. And, you know, it was great. Like you said, Aiden straight up outplayed AD. I mean, he shot 10 of 11 from the field, 21, 16, just getting so many easy looks because, you know, Booker and CP3 are getting a ton of attention um, and really impressed with him because he was someone I was really worried. I thought he was going to get kind of cooked because you have Drummond, AD, a lot of, a lot of size that can really, you know, kind of cancel him out but he played fantastic booker again we all expected it we knew he was going to you know come out and ball in his first playoffs i did amazing 34 points and you know having to really pick up playmaking duties because cp3 you know like you said he got that contu- shoulder contusion did not look the same he turned it over a lot and you could really tell that every time he was kind of dribbling with his right hand it really bothered him and it affected him and booker stepped up and you know made some plays in, in crunch time it's a fantastic debut for the Suns, and it's it's scary for the Lakers. It's it's still going to be a long series, I expected, but they they need to come out and you know play much much better, much stronger. Just yeah, smart. Just to add on to it, I mean, Aiden had eight <laughs> offensive rebounds, which is crazy. I mean, he had one more than Drummond, who's one of the best rebounders in NBA history by statistics. And then, but like you said, Anthony Davis, he's the best big he had man. One in rebound by halftime. One. Mm-hmm. But hey, Anthony Davis is the best big man in basketball, despite what these numbers are that Jokic and, and Beat are putting up. AD's been fantastic his entire career, and he just plays behind LeBron James, so that's why. I mean, this kid, once he gets on fire, AD's going to be ridiculous. He's, he's going to have a game in this series. He's going to drop 35 in like six. Well, we saw it like one of the last regular season games. Uh, I think like without LeBron, he dropped like 40 points. I mean, we know he can do it against his team. He just, you know. Uh, I mean, off, an off-season for him. I think, he, what, yeah, he scored like 21 a game this year. I don't think he had 10, even average 10 rebounds. Let me just check that, verify that. Yeah, 22 and 8 this year. You know, not the – a very bad season in his terms from how good his physics have been, you know, since his starting off his career in New Orleans. But um, should be a whole different, you know, view on this next game. I think the Lakers are going to come out very strong, and it's going to be – can Chris Paul like lead these guys to close the game? Cause I think that's going to be the most important thing when it comes down to it. You know, Chris Paul, Aussie, fantastic in the clutch, you know, back in OKC last year, he was one of the best players. I think the most effective clutch scorer last year. So, you know, we're just going to need to see from this team. Hopefully Chris Paul, he'll probably be day to day at this point, but should be healthy for game two. I think it's going to be an absolute, you know, banger. I think we're going to need some great, uh, you see some great, you know, backup support from players like Bridges, Players like Cam Johnson, who shot fantastic, and players like Cam Payne off the bench. Uh, I love to see how this series is going to go. It's probably be probably might be my favorite one to watch at this point. Yeah, definitely, because I think it, it really does have the most stakes. Because I think you know these are you know them two and then the Jazz, but I think these are the two uh, you know for sure best teams in the West. And I mean, like I said earlier, I think whoever comes out of this series and makes it out, I think uh, should you know should be the heavy favorites to uh, you know make it to the finals. Um, but yeah, just a tremendous game, you know, shout out the Suns. They came out to play. Um, and yeah, let's see if the Lakers can bounce back. Um, next game, another insane game, uh, Hawks, Knicks, uh, Trey Young proving everybody wrong. Um, you know, he is really about it. Um, I, I, I you know, I want to make sure that he can, you know, do this the rest of the series, but starting off uh, crazy strong. And I'm, this is definitely, you know, going to be, uh, one of my favorite series just because, you, know, you have the Hawks, which are just loaded on all everywhere. And you can have the complete opposite in the Knicks, which are, you know, great, gritty, 
you know, super defensive minded team. It's just a great, you know, great matchup. Um, and it lived up with hype game one. So yeah. How'd you feel? Julius Randall had a terrible game. First of all, stupid play call by yeah. the Knicks on the final shot. Give the ball to Derrick Rose and the shot that Julius yeah. Randall or burst, shot. the guy who was dropped like 20 points in that quarter. Exactly. Former Warriors legend himself. But, you know, Julius Randall literally <laughs> caught the ball over three people and tried to go for some fadeaway like he's Dirk in the garden. Obviously, you know, didn't turn out that well. But, you know, like you said, Burke's fantastic game. Obviously, uh, D. Rose is, you know, the veteran on this team trying to do his best. But, you know, Trey Young was an all-star starter last year. You know, crazy to think about that. You know, averaging 29-9. and nine, And then this year, a down year averaging 25-9. and nine, And he goes out here. And the biggest sports stage in America at Madison Square Garden, Spike Lee's sitting courtside. And Trey Young first playoff have- game in what se- seven eight years? Yeah, exactly. So you know it, it's it was rocking in there. Exactly. I think their first playoff game since they were the top seed in the East when they had Millsap, Horford, uh, Jesse Corver, and Damari Terrell. But I mean, seven rebounds, ten assists, thirty-two points. I would have loved to see some better production from Clint Capella. Um, Bogdanovich did have a good game. Those are the two guys that uh, we highlighted on our page earlier. And then Daniel Hunter, I think, is coming back from injury, but he should be a huge factor in this. I think the Hawks are going to win it. I think it's a hot take. I know everyone's riding the New York bandwagon right now, but they're just such a stacked team. And they even have, you know, players like, you know, a former sixth man of the year, Lou Williams on the bench, and Danilo Gallinari, who should be a starter on most NBA teams, coming off their bench as well. And then obviously, you know, the GOAT himself. Terrible Stone. haircut, by the way. I don't, that's, oh, I don't know what oh, he's thinking. What Some American that? History X stuff. It, it looks terrible. Chuck Liddell, we're not rocking with that. Exactly. But, I mean, I, we just have to see Randall step it up. But, I mean, if you really just drape all your coverage on Randall, like this team isn't that talented. I know everyone exactly. – All the New York yeah. Knicks fans probably hate me for saying that. But it's not that talented. No, you're right. I think they, they overachieved this year because you look at the roster, it's not that much different from, from last year. And, you know, they're – you know, you, you, you like Alec Burks went off and you're just like – I was like – I was like, is he really going to make another one? Like, it's not like, like, oh, it's Alec Burks. It's like, no, nah, I'm like, damn, is this guy really going off for them right now? Yeah, because the two best players <laughs> for the Knicks played very inefficient. R.J. Barrett was 6 of 15, and Randall was 6 of 23, which is terrible for a guy the New York media thinks is an MVP candidate, which is hilarious. Because Steph Curry, in my eyes, obviously now not in the playoffs, isn't, in, isn't uh, MVP worthy, uh, and they think Julius Randall is too, but – that's just a laughing stock to me. Hawks and six. No, nah, it's not a laughing stock. I, he should be considered not like a top three, but I think because I think it's what five. I definitely could see him, you know, being like the all NBA like the second team is his height, height, but like barely squeaking. Yeah, out. I think yeah. you also got to look at the fact that he played the most minutes in the league. It's because his coach just beats the living crud out of him. Like Aussie yeah. deserving a most improved player. I don't think he's gonna have a great season next year. Aussie, you know, now they have OB Toppin in there. I mean, they probably should just trade him. I mean, OB Toppin looks like he has no place being on this team. Uh, yeah. Even though he did play this game, but like, what impact is he? He's a box office guy. So, interesting yeah. series. I mean, what? So, this is the four or five matchup. So, they play the, oh, so the winner plays the Sixers in this series. So, I think the Hawks could give a good matchup to them. Clint Capella would match up nice defensively with uh, <clears throat> Embiid. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, again, because like the, the, uh, the Sixers are a really great defensive team. The Hawks are just 
absolutely loaded. I mean, we saw, you know, like we already said, Trey Young. I love, I love seeing Trey Young embrace the villain role because he really has been. I mean, you know, I, I feel like he was for sure deserving of an All Star spot this year. He didn't even make it. I think it's just because the, the NBA just has grown, uh, you know, so they just grow so negative. They just don't like him because I mean, I get it. His place out is annoying, you know, drawing those fouls, but it's, it's Harden does it. Harden does it. And, you know, he's great at it. He's, you know, it's something that they've mastered. And yeah, you could call it cheap or whatnot, but it's, it's a part of the game. I mean, people have been doing that for, you know, for years now. And he's just, you know, you just got to give it to him. He's a master at it. Yeah. It's annoying. It's frustrating. I'm sure I got, I would be terrible to defend him, but, uh, you know, he's amazing at it. And, you know, it's not like that's all he does. He's a great shooter. He's great at the line. He's amazing. One of the best floaters uh, in the league. I mean, that's what his game winner was, is a tremendous floater. And he went off. And then also Bogdanovich, uh, you know, just insane because he was – Bogdanovich was kind of like non-existent in the first half of the season. And now, like the last couple months, he's really – turn into like their second, you know, second most important player. He's like a great, you know, I like seeing him be like the primary playmaker, um, you know, kind of let Trey, you know, move off ball a little bit more. And, you know, he, he had a great game, hit some clutch shots. Uh, he finished with 18 points. And, yeah, I just really like this Hawks goal. And I like them moving forward, man. They got a really solid young core. And uh, hey. if, if, if they win the series, this is a great stepping stone for them, uh, you know, going forward. But you said Bogdanovich, so I think that's a perfect transition. We got to talk about the Jazz right now. I mean, we'll just move into it right now. He had a – he was not even oh, scoring yeah. a point, in, I think, in the first half. And then no, 29 points in the, second half. in the second. Was so close. I think, you know, without Mitchell out there, they, they should be able to beat this Grizzlies team pretty handily. I mean, I love the grit that they have. I mean, they're not the grind, grit and grind. They're a grit team. Um Dylan Brooks is a star in the making at this point. I think a guy very underrated. I believe he was a second round pick out of Oregon. I don't know about a, I don't know about a star. No, no, I, want, I want him to. Not a star, but like he's going to be like a good like, like, like a bogey. I mean, bogey. He's like like a borderline like all star. Like maybe not. Like I feel like I think he's a guy that could average like eighteen a game. Like yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, but like I like making a name for himself. Let's say. That, like, oh, that's yeah. what he's doing here. And, like, honestly, his defense has been on display since they played the Warriors in the last game of the season. And then, then they played the Warriors again. Just, you know, doing his best job on the second time, the two-time MVP. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm so happy to see back. He needs to step up his production, though. Didn't have that great of a game. But Kyle Anderson, you know, continuing to play well. Uh, John Morant, honestly, you know, didn't shoot threes this game. But um, love – you know, love what I saw from Desmond Bain when he hit that three to end the game and end the half. I think it was that was dope. But you know, just need to see. You know, Rudy Gobert can't get in foul trouble because having Derek Favors be the main guy out there for them, you know, really compromises them because Rudy Gobert has such an impact offensively and defensively that just goes beyond the box uh, score. And then Jordan Clarkson just played a dud of a game, zero for eight from three. I mean, he's been rather inefficient in the second half of the season which is why people think Joe Ingles might deserve the award for six man now, but uh, Joe Ingles played fantastic. I think, you know, Donovan Mitchell should be back for game two. I don't think it's a series. I think six maybe because they'll get the Memphis might squeak another one away at home, but it should be over pretty easily. I think with Donovan Mitchell, you know, two-time all-star didn't play and they lost by three points. Yeah. I mean, talk about karma. I mean, we, you know, I mentioned it uh, earlier with the, you know, Clippers, you know, kind of forcing their way. Um, 
into that fourth seed. And same with this game, you know, the the Jazz, you know, they thought they were cute. They thought they could sit Mitchell and still beat this team. And, you know, when you do that, that's it's not how it goes. The Cardinal will bite you. Um, and, you know, good for the Grizzlies, man. They're like, they're like, yo, like, if you want to beat us, like, you, you got to play him. Like, because, I, I mean, he was warming up. I mean, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they cleared him to play. Like, he could have played, but they just decided to sit him, right? He wasn't cleared? Oh, it said they decided to hold him off, yeah. Why <laughs> wasn't okay. 100%? So, I mean, he's probably still, like – yeah, but he's still like close enough. He probably could have played, but um, yeah. I mean, just showing like they they need him, um, and just you know, good for the Grizzlies, man. And it's dope because they they have nothing to lose. I mean, they and they showed it. You know, they're coming in. You know, they're playing with a ton of emotion. You know, they're embracing embracing that eight seed because they, yeah, they really do. You know, the Jazz are expected to win. They have nothing to lose, and um, you know, it, it's dope. And and if you're gonna you know if you're gonna upset a one seed, it starts with uh, you know, winning that first game, um. And yeah, shout out, shout out to Grizzlies, man. Um, Morant uh, just continued. I mean, eleven to twenty-one. Uh, you know, just continues playing like a star. And uh, yeah, man, it's tough to see. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's playoff basketball. And so, and it's just so glad having the fans back. So oh, nice. I think what? Oh, Utah. I think they had a full stadium. Like I was watching, I was like, huh? Like, look like they got everyone in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think the Knicks, too, I think they said, like, the Knicks have, like, 15K, which, I mean, most stadiums hold only, like, 20K. So, it probably, you know, it was close to 100%. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just dope, man. It's it's so nice hearing, like, the oohs and ahs and the boos. It's like, oh, man, like, we're, like, all, we're almost back. Like, the real life is, like, almost here. It's on the brink. Yeah, man. But my computer is about to die. I'm not, I'm not by a charger right now. So, but, I mean, <laughs> that's it. We got through all the games. So, um you know, we'll we'll get back to you guys when uh you know we'll probably you know do like a mid a mid series kind of check in you know maybe we won't wait till all the series are done you know we'll keep checking in with with all these games and uh you know next week I don't know we might you know give you some baseball content some some football we're not sure yet but we're sure you know got to be keeping up with these playoffs um because it's it's shaping to be a a really really exciting playoffs because I. At this point, it's like, you know, with, with the way the Lakers play today, I have no clue who's going to win. It's, there's a lot of parity in these playoffs, especially in the West. Like, there's there's road, there's road pathways and roads for any one of those teams, I feel like. Maybe besides Memphis, but, like, any one of those teams to, you know, get to the finals or something and have a crazy run. So, it, it's I'm so excited, man. It's so good to have playoff basketball back. Hey, shout-out Phil Mickelson. Won the PGA Championship today. 50 years old, the oldest to ever win a major Lefty. in golf. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, we're not huge golf people. I don't think any of us are, but hey, it's awesome to see an old guy out there amongst all these young guns. A uh, legend. Win, yeah, a legend. Exactly. A legend to win a, a big title like that. So I think with that, obviously Carson's got a computer uh, dying right now. So we'll sign out. We got plenty more content coming your way. So make sure, you know, go down below, follow, subscribe, keep leaving us more questions. We'd love hearing your questions for Sunday Talk. Without further ado, we'll be signing out. Peace.